welcome to On This Day in Tudor History with me, Claire Ridgeway. Now, some of you have been asking where Teasel's Tudor trivia videos have gone recently. Well, she's been a little bit tired, haven't you? And we've been a little bit busy. So she thought she'd just come and join me for this one. Now, where am I taking you back to today? Well, I'm taking you back to the reign of Queen Mary I. For on this day in Tudor history, the 22nd of December 1557, Protestant martyrs John Ruff and Margaret Meering were burnt at Smithfield for heresy. Interestingly, although these two people were burnt together and Margaret had gone out of her way to bring Ruff comfort while he was in prison, Ruff had not liked Margaret at first and had even excommunicated her from his congregation. Let me tell you a bit more about these Protestant martyrs, what we know of them and how they came to their sad ends. John Ruff was born in Scotland in around 1508 and studied at St Leonard's College, St Andrews, before entering the Dominican Friary at Stirling. His Catholic faith was challenged by two visits he made to Rome on business for the friary, when he saw people's reaction to the Pope in processions and how they were giving him more attention and adulation than the Eucharist. Ruff began to view the Pope as the Antichrist. In 1543, James Hamilton, 2nd Earl of Arran, the Regent of Scotland, employed Ruff as one of his chaplains and obtained a dispensation for leaving his monastery and to exempt him from wearing his habit. Arran allowed Ruff and another of his chaplains, Thomas William or Williams, to speak out against abuses in the church, superstitious practices and papal authority. Their preaching in Edinburgh nearly led to them being physically attacked and the Franciscan order branded them heretics, crying out as they preached, heresy, heresy, William and Ruff will carry the governor to the devil. Following this trouble and the rise once more of Cardinal Beaton, William fled to England and Ruff retreated to Kyle in Ayrshire. In 1546, following the assassination of Cardinal Beaton, Ruff became chaplain to the Fife Lairds who were responsible for the Cardinal's murder and also began preaching at the parish church in St Andrews, where he came into contact with John Knox and helped to support and encourage Knox in his ministry, advising him to become a pastor. Both Knox and Ruff were successful in converting people in St Andrews to Protestantism, but ended up being called before the Vicar General of St Andrews and being barred from preaching at the church. During the 1540s, Ruff had been receiving a pension from King Henry VIII for acting as the king's agent in Scotland. And in June 1547, he crossed the border into England, escaping from St Andrews Castle, which was under siege and which surrendered in July 1547. John Knox was taken prisoner by the French, Ruff went first to Carlisle and then, after the intercession of the Earl of Lennox and Lord Wharton with Edward Seymour, the leader of Edward VI's government, Ruff was sent to preach at Berwick. His pension was also renewed. Ruff moved to Newcastle, where he married, and then on to Hull, where he held a benefice. Then, after the accession of the Catholic Queen Mary I, Ruff and his wife fled into exile abroad, settling in Norsden in Friesland where they knitted caps and stockings to support themselves. Martyrologist John Fox states that Ruff remained abroad until the October before his death, 
when lacking yarn and other such necessary provision for the maintenance of his occupation, he came over again into England, here to provide for the same. He arrived in London in November 1557, where he joined a secret congregation of Protestants and was elected as their minister and preacher. While he was ministering to this underground congregation, he came into contact with his fellow martyr, Margaret Meering. Fox writes that Ruff did not well like the said Margaret, but greatly suspected her, as many other of them did besides, because she would oftentimes bring in strangers among them, and in her talk seemed, as they thought, somewhat too busy. Fox goes on to record that the Friday before he was arrested, Ruff excommunicated Meering from the congregation, cutting her off from their fellowship and society, believing her to be a spy. Fox describes Meering's reaction, whereat she being moved did not well take it, nor in good part, but thought herself not indifferently handled among them, whereupon to one of her friends in a heat she threatened to remove them all. On the 12th of December 1557, at the Saracen's Head in Islington, the congregation gathered, pretending that they were going to watch a play. Unfortunately, they were betrayed. Not by Meering, though, but by a tailor, Roger Sargent, who was a spy who had infiltrated their group. Ruff, Deacon Cuthbert Simpson and others were arrested and taken to the Gatehouse Prison in Westminster. There, Ruff received a surprise visit. John Fox records, None of his friends could come to him to visit him. Then this said Margaret, hearing thereof, got her a basket and a clean shirt in it, and went to Westminster, where she, feigning herself to be his sister, got into the prison to him, and did there to her power not a little comfort him. The very woman he'd thrown out of his congregation, Margaret Meering, offered rough comfort in his time of need. On the 15th of December 1557, Ruff and Simpson were taken before the Privy Council to be examined. Ruff was then imprisoned in Newgate Prison, where transcripts of the interrogation were sent to Edmund Bonner, Bishop of London, who then examined Ruff. Ruff was accused of a long list of heresies. On the 19th of December, he was brought before Bonner and others, but refused to recant. On the 20th of December, he was brought before the consistory court, who attacked him for his heretical beliefs and for marrying and having children, even though he was a priest. Ruff defended himself, saying his wife and children were lawful and saying that he would never come to the church to hear the abominable mass and other service, being as it was then. The court degraded him and condemned him as a heretic, turning him over to the secular authorities for sentencing. In the meantime, Margaret Meering went to the house of Roger Sargent, the man who'd betrayed the congregation. Here is Fox's account of what happened. Then coming abroad again, she, understanding that the congregation suspected the said sergeant to be his promoter, went to his house and asked whether Judas dwelt not there. And to whom answer was made, there dwelt no such. No, said she, dwelleth not Judas here that betrayed Christ, his name is Sergeant. 
Margaret was arrested a few days later and imprisoned. While he was in prison, Ruff wrote letters to his congregation, confirming and strengthening them in the truth which he had before taught. A passage in one of his letters explains why these 16th century martyrs were willing to die for what they believed. He said, I speak to God's glory. My care was to have the senses of my soul open to perceive the voice of God saying, whosoever denieth me before men, him will I deny before my father and his angels. And to save the life corporal is to lose the life eternal. And he that will not suffer with Christ shall not reign with him. Therefore, most tender ones, I have by God's spirit given over the flesh with the sight of my soul, and the spirit hath the victory. The flesh shall now, ere it be long, leave off to sin. The spirit shall reign eternally. I have chosen the death to confirm the truth by me taught. What can I do more? Ruff was choosing eternal life. The fate of his immortal soul was far more important to him than his earthly body. Far better to suffer temporary pain in return for eternal life with his father in heaven. On this day in Tudor history, John Ruff and Margaret Meering were taken to Smithfield, where, according to John Fox, they most joyfully gave their lives for the profession of Christ's gospel. Ruff was survived by his wife and children, including a two-year-old daughter, Rachel. The congregation's deacon, Cuthbert Simpson, was burnt at Smithfield on the 28th of March, 1558. I'll give you a link to read John Fox's account of John Ruff, which includes the charges against him, the articles of heresy and the letters he wrote. You'll find that link in the description. Tomorrow, I'll be talking about a move of house for new Queen Elizabeth I and telling you about her new home and its links to her mother, Anne Boleyn. Do make sure you're subscribed. Are you going to let me let you go so I can say, click here, and that you hit the bell so you don't miss that talk. Also on this day in Tudor history, the 22nd of December, 1534, John Fisher, Bishop of Rochester, who was a prisoner in the Tower of London, wrote to Thomas Cromwell. In his letter to Cromwell, the poor bishop begged him for a shirt, sheet, food and books, as well as asking him to intercede with King Henry VIII on his behalf. It is so sad that a man who'd served the king so loyally in the past had come to this. And of course, the king's mercy would only stretch to commuting his method of execution to beheading. Find out more in last year's video. You'll find the link to that in the description as well. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can enjoy podcasts on a daily basis. Thank you.